This is the KOTO Community Radio News for Friday, March 4th. I'm Matt Hoish. In today's headlines, Scott Robson named new Telluride town manager. Particularly deadly fentanyl found in county. A day in the life of a miner with Fenton coal and a mountain weather forecast. But first, KOTO reflects the values of this unique community that celebrates civil liberties, nonconformist creativity, egalitarian social values, and the historic preservation of Telluride. As KOTO rolls through winter fundraising over the next two weeks, please make a donation to keep this one-of-a-kind Telluride institution going strong. Head to koto.org to make your donation. And thanks. Telluride has named a new town manager. On Friday, town council unanimously voted to approve a contract for Scott Robson, who accepted. I am thrilled to accept the offer and uh, really appreciate the opportunity myself to uh, move into the community and really become a part of it. And uh, I couldn't be more thrilled along with my wife to, uh, to be there and take on this role. So thanks for the opportunity. I'm excited to get going. Robson has served as the town manager for Vale since late 2019. He was also a cabinet-level director with the city of Denver under Mayor John Hickenlooper, leading the largest parks and recreation system in the state. Robson has a bachelor's degree in environmental design from the University of Colorado Boulder and a master's degree in community and regional planning from the University of Oregon. He has two sons in college and his wife, Vicki Hormuth, is the executive director of the American Institute of Avalanche Research and Education. KOTO's Julia Caulfield spoke with Robson when he was in town last month to interview for the position. Here's an excerpt from that report. Scott Robson currently works as the town manager for Vale. He notes he works for a great community, but there's something that sets Telluride apart. I'm born and raised in Colorado, outside of Boulder, and I've been coming here since I was a kid. Um, and uh, quite a quite a few trips, you know, both climbing, skiing, riding, just over the last decade in particular. And it's just on that very short list of you know amazing places in North America, frankly, where my wife and I would love to settle in and just become a part of the community. He says, as town manager, he aims to be a member of the community, present to listen and advocate for what it wants and needs. Robson highlights housing, environmental action, and tourism management as key areas to focus on. Guest services is, uh, you know, important to every ski town, and I think helping find the right mix of um, from guest services to um, sustainable destination um, planning, uh, maybe as opposed to uh, the old terminology of uh, marketing or, or tourism marketing, I think there's a real shift there that um, Telluride is probably hungry for, it seems like, as we all face unprecedented visitation uh, from around the world, frankly. Um, and so I've got a lot of experience and, and interest, certainly, in that sustainable destination planning. Greg Sund has served as interim acting town manager since late January. Scott Robson is slated to start as Telluride's new town manager on April 18th. The San Miguel County Sheriff's Office has detected what it calls a, quote, particularly deadly batch of fentanyl in the county. We always have our eyes out for um, anything that's unusual, Um, and this was unusual. We found um, 
some fentanyl at a crime scene. And when we sent it to get analyzed, which is not out of the ordinary, we found that it was a particularly dangerous batch. And we felt a sense of responsibility to alert the public that this was circulating in our county. That's Susan Lilly, public information officer for the sheriff's office. She says they believe there is more of the deadly batch circulating in the region, but don't know how much. The synthetic opioid is typically mixed with other drugs before being distributed, but the Colorado Bureau of Investigation lab has confirmed this batch was not. The sheriff's office believes the batch arrived in the county in early February. And when we're talking about people using drugs, they have their own risk appetite and they're their own agent. We just want to put a warning out to them and anyone considering using fentanyl that this batch is circulating and it will likely kill you. Identifying these drugs in the county, Lily notes, is, quote, a big deal. In bigger cities, we see this all the time where you have a bad batch of whatever drug come in and it it might kill a few people. Um, We're not used to that here and we want to prevent that from happening. The sheriff's office says it is doing everything it can to get the drugs off the market and apprehend those responsible for bringing it into the county. The office posted pictures of samples of bags of the drugs they found. One has a purple sticker that says party time. Another has a green sticker that says a day just for me. We thought that would be helpful to identify this particular batch of product. Certainly, we want people who have any information connected to this um, or really any other drug supply, but particularly this batch, they can call dispatch and remain anonymous, and we will make sure of that. Anyone having an adverse reaction to drugs, Lily notes, should call 911. And, according to Dr. Deanna Colliker, Medical Director of Emergency and Trauma Services and Telluride EMS Director at the Telluride Regional Medical Center, the Med Center also distributes free Narcan, a nasal spray medicine to rapidly reverse an opioid overdose, to anyone, no questions asked, and no insurance needed. You can't touch this. You can't touch this. This week on A Day in the Life of a Minor, basketball is on the brain. Telluride High School's Fenton Cole speaks with boys basketball coach Brandon Bredlow about the season. This is Fenton Cole on your sports update. We have Mr. Brandon Bredlow with us again today. Mr. Bredlow, what do you think the regionals are going to be like? Uh, They're going to be a fun experience for my team. Uh, They're always a challenge. But we're hoping, you know, to make the best of it. You beat Dolores 51-45, to got crushed by Manco 74-36, to and managed to get past LA the 48-42. to You are fifth in the league. Are there any games coming up after you beat the Pirates? There is Sanford Friday and a potential game Saturday, depending on how we do. If we win, we'll play Saturday. If we lose, our season is over. The time of playing basketball for the 12th graders has come for them to retire. Are there any seniors graduating this year? We have South Livermore and Michael Price. We're hoping to continue their season, though. We don't want them to retire just yet. What would you say to the seniors going into the future? Good luck. Be smart. Have fun. I know for a fact that Mancus is still first in the league. A couple of their seniors are going to go to college and play for a Division III basketball team or an intramural club. If both of your seniors do that, what would you say to them about that? 
Um, I think that's their choice. Um, you know, I always encourage them to, you know, continue these sports for, you know, their life. But um, if they want to do intramurals, I think that's a fun way to make some friends and still play the game you love. Are you going to have more devoted athletes on the roster after losing those seniors? We have a pretty big sophomore crew right now that shoot in the gym almost every day. They're very committed. So, I mean, they've gotten a lot of playing time this year, and they've, we have a lot of high hopes for them in the future. Thank you, Mr. Bredlow, for your time. I'm Fenton Cole reporting live from Telluride High School, and we'll see you next week. It's Friday morning on Telluride Main Street, and it's one of those intersecting moments when winter meets spring. A dusting of snow is falling as the clouds part to reveal patches of blue sky. Some sun shines through the flakes, hinting at warmer months to come. It feels fitting as a crowd of people line up in front of the Telluride Music Company store to claim a limited number of discounted locals tickets to the 2022 Telluride Bluegrass Festival. Took a year off, uh, a couple of years off of bluegrass for the last two years, but this year will be my 18th bluegrass. Can't miss it. Nate Frerichs leads the line, but the credit really goes to his wife, Kate. My wife rallied early. 15 from the Mesa. He got there a little later to take her spot so she could go to work. Troy Hangen is close behind, second in line. Well, I'm number two, and number two is not as good as number one. It's a lot better than number 15. I agree. Fingers crossed that they'll have tickets for me. <laughs> Hangin moved to the area about two years ago. This will be his first bluegrass. He says he's excited. My daughter, I'm going to fly her up with her roommate from college, and we're going to watch Tyler Childers on Friday night. Shay Laplace brought a chair for her line waiting. I wanted to work while I sat here. No, it's been snowing. <laughs> if it hadn't been snowing, I might have been answering emails. But. This will also be her first bluegrass. I have lived here for three years, but I have never gone to bluegrass. Never been able to go, and this, this year I'll be able to go, and I wanted to make sure I got a ticket. She's looking forward to what she says are some amazing artists. Tyler Childers, for sure, and Tenacious D. It's very exciting. Little little wild card. We love it. There's also some surprises throughout the morning as the line forms. Zach Tucker is director of operations for Planet Bluegrass and the Telluride Bluegrass Festival. He's going up and down the line announcing some previously unreleased headliners. Uh, so it's the Ducks on Thursday, and then the Turnpike Troubadours on Sunday, and Phil Lesh and Friends on Sunday. Being in Telluride for this local's ticket release, he says, feels so good. After 2020 being a year off and last year being a smaller year, to, to be back for real now, full size, with uh, every, you know lines and people gathering and all that stuff, it just feels so good. By the time 10 o'clock rolls around, the line extends from Telluride Music to the Sheridan Chop House. Assistant manager Warren Gilbreth opens the music store door, and it's time. What up, what up? Yeah! So what time did you get here? The line slowly moves into the music store for countless locals to claim their bluegrass tickets. By the afternoon, Gilbreth says they're almost completely sold out of their roughly 700 tickets. Summer is coming. The 49th annual Telluride Bluegrass Festival will bring guitars, fiddles, and banjos galore to the Box Canyon, June 16th to 19th.
A storm alert is in effect this weekend from the Colorado Department of Transportation. The National Weather Service forecasts heavy snowfall for the mountains in western and southwestern Colorado starting Friday and continuing through Sunday night or Monday morning. Treacherous road conditions are expected, especially on mountain passes. CDOT urges people to avoid or limit driving during the brunt of the snowstorm. Crews have started 24-7 snow shifts and will be plowing and treating roadways as needed. Once the storm is cleared, CDOT adds, periodic road closures can be expected on mountain passes to allow for avalanche mitigation operations, possibly early next week. The Telluride Mountain Club has plans to develop a new connector trail between the Eider and Mill Creek trail systems. According to the Mountain Club, the new trail will be built for a range of skill levels, from beginners through advanced users, for hiking, trail running, and mountain biking. The connector trail, the Mountain Club adds, will also allow for more early season recreation opportunities, while other trails are still closed and help prevent damage on other trails that are not yet rideable or hikeable early in the season. The Mountain Club recently signed a Memorandum of Understanding with the U.S. Forest Service to move forward with fundraising and construction for the project. The Mountain Club plans to break ground on the new Eider and Mill Creek Connector Trail this spring, as soon as terrain is safe to work in, and hopes to have it open later this year. More information on the project and the fundraising campaign is available at TellurideMountainClub.org. Tom Holland is returning to the Nugget. Just last month, the actor was swinging between buildings as Spider-Man. Now, he's back, alongside Mark Wahlberg and Antonio Banderas in Uncharted. The adventure film, based on the video game series of the same name, follows the quest to find a fabled treasure. Uncharted is playing nightly at the Nugget Theater at 7 p.m. through Thursday, March 10th. The film runs at just a little under two hours. A man was attacked by a mountain lion this weekend in Montezuma County. As Rocky Mountain Community Radio's Lucas Brady Woods reports, it's the first mountain lion attack in Colorado in almost two years. 47-year-old Michael D. Warren was attacked by a juvenile mountain lion on Sunday evening near the community of Lebanon. Warren was attacked on his porch when he stepped out to investigate a noise. He sustained non-life-threatening wounds and turned down medical attention. Colorado Parks and Wildlife Area Manager Adrian Archuleta says the agency is trying to locate and trap the animal, which fled after the attack. We need to look at body condition. Um, is there a disease issue going on? Is it emaciated? Um, is there potential for this animal to you know, cause further injury or harm to, to humans? The attack came 10 days after another incident was reported nearby in which a mountain lion killed multiple chickens and a cat. Archuleta says wildlife encounters with humans have been on the rise in southwest Colorado and that anyone who sees a mountain lion in the area should report the sighting to CPW. The last lion attack in Colorado was in March of 2020. There have been 23 mountain lion attacks on humans in the state since 1990, three of which have resulted in a person's death. For Rocky Mountain Community Radio, I'm Lucas Brady-Woods in Cortez, Colorado. The National Weather Service forecast for the western San Juans calls for snow showers tonight with a low around 20 degrees. One to three inches of snow accumulation is possible. Saturday, expect snow showers with a high around freezing, 
less than one inch of snow accumulation is possible. Saturday night calls for snow showers with a low in the mid-teens and two to four inches of snow accumulation possible. Sunday expects snow showers with a high in the mid-20s. Sunday night should be mostly cloudy with a 30% chance of snow showers and a low around 10 degrees. This has been the news for Friday, March 4th. Thanks for listening. If you have a story idea or a news tip, call the news team at 970-728-3206. We would like to thank everyone who has donated to Kodo during our winter 2022 fundraising. A huge thank you to David and Nancy E. Platt, Andy Brody, Dave and Kelly Jemison, Dan Houlihan, Don Atherton, John Mansfield, Debbie Adams, Sue Gustafson, Douglas and Sandy McLaughlin, Kathy McLaughlin, Bob Beer, Janice Zink and Norman Squire, Aura Zink, Diva Chisonis, Ashley Bowling, Rick Felker, Bill and Cheryl Jensen, Ward Baker, Michael David McCorvey, A.K. Kennedy Kelly, Leanne Simonson, Susie and Bob St. Ange, Kathy Utgard, Max Yancey, John and Franny Cohn, John and Carlotta Horn, Catherine Jewett, Dan L. Enox, Farable Hacke, Pete Nightfly Gavin, Burley and Don Fernald, and Jonathan Flaum. Thank you all so much. 